choke Freddie Benson. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what an intro. <laughs> Hi there, and welcome to the seventh episode of the Ember Island Critics Podcast. Thank you so much for clicking. I hope you enjoy the time you join us for today. We have today we have Carolina. My pronouns are she, her, hers, and I will pass it to Taryn. Hi, my name is Taryn. My pronouns are she, her, hers, and I'll pass it to Ren. Hey, I'm Ren, and my pronouns are he, him, his, and I'm passing it back to Yanni. And that's me, Yanni, they, them, or she, her. In today's episode, we are discussing the horrors inflicted upon us in 2010, as well as more that may befall us in 2022 slash 2023, because I don't know how post-production works. But anyway, a disclaimer before we start, opinions ahead, as well as headcanons and theories, and of course, spoilers, among an array of other things that you may not agree with, but are fortunately not facts that you must accept. If anything said grows to be too much, I give you full permission to close this podcast and act as though it never existed. But whether you agree or disagree, any frustration you experience should not be taken out on me or my collaborators. We are human just the same as you are. We gather to discuss something we love dearly, but not without new lenses of criticism that we've developed since we were younger. With that, I welcome you to listen in on the Ember Island Critics. So, let's address the elephant in the room <laughs> oh an attempt was made but it was so bad that people say there is no movie in bossing say so let's 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 start with just some surface level observations of like said attempt that is the last airbender movie it's devoid of everything that made the show special and fun like all the character and heart of it is just gone gone <laughs> like it's I, it feels like it's not even written in there like even if you had yeah like stellar acting throughout the entirety of the piece you'd be sitting here like okay but why are they talking like there's yeah. no why are these people here nobody knows <laughs> um what the of course the most obvious point white people <laughs> what all right i'll say it i waited 11 years to watch this movie i refused <laughs> to watch it when it came out because i heard the reviews and i watched it for the first time yesterday and i wish i never had i was right to stubbornly <laughs> refuse to watch it back in the day and i stand by that forever never make me try something i don't want to try <laughs> clearly i knew better <laughs> i'm never going outside again <laughs> been ruined for me honestly that's the way it feels i remember seeing it like i saw it in theaters with my mom when it came out and i don't remember exactly how awful it was because i was 10 but i remember viscerally hating it like the fire within my 10 year old body of what the fuck was that like i just <laughs> did not know what was going on because i didn't really have the vocabulary 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 or like knowledge to grasp exactly everything that was wrong with it. I just knew I hated it. Um, and now I have that. And like, I I love how much I hate it. Like, it's just kind of entertaining in general. It's so bad. Like, yes, completely void of joy, um, unnecessary white children. And then they cast all the villains as POC, which is like, you went all in on this choice. <laughs> you can't play that off. 
I think my favorite part is like the sequel bait at the very end. Yeah, we're gonna keep going. There's so much sequel bait. <laughs> and I know you are. If, like all of the sequel bait is like their excuse for not actually fleshing out whatever story they were trying to tell. Like it's like it's gonna get revealed as time goes on, but then time halted violently. Shout out to the Azula act- actress. <laughs> Absolute legend. But like, what would they have done to Azula? What would they have done to Toph? Like, you can't oh, help I'm, I don't. sit here in horror. I just imagine Toph would have been like all CGI, like some weird <laughs> stuff. They wouldn't even like cast an actual Asian person. They just yeah, like CGI. it would just be like the eyes would be huge and gray, and like it would just. Like what or was like a it? Man, An Alita battle angel? Yeah, like that. battle angel. <laughs> It'd be the Renesme baby. All, all oh grown my. up. <laughs> don't, 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 don't. No. Stop. <laughs> what have I done to you? Why did you make me think about that? <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. <laughs> yeah, but on the on the line of like the the actors, like the Fire Nation actors, all like good for them they went on to better things after this like they're every other actor in the movie like is not doing well but um the fire nation has some notable actors that were like in other things so you know, good for i'm glad they got something out of this and apparently we also found out that um asami's voice actress plays ua really yeah yeah mm-hmm. so like she made her way back around fate works yeah. she came back to the franchise after that <laughs> Uh, what the fuck was it? But we're gonna we're gonna spice things up a little bit. So what was like your favorite moment in the whole My movie? favorite my favorite moment. Okay. No 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 no. My favorite moment is when they're in that like that like um Earth Kingdom little village, the one that's like three three stories in one, right? <laughs> so it's like the Haru one and then um the other Yoshi. ones like Kiyoshi and everything. But specifically when they're <laughs> when they're inspiring the Earthbenders to fight back. And there's this group of Earthbenders. And they go like, stop, stop, stop. Ah, ah, and they move one singular rock. That's about the, the size of like a torso. Screaming. Ah, it's so ah, funny. Ah, the boy band, ah, the boy band of Earthbenders. That's my favorite moment. It's so dumb and stupid. I love that it. Same- on the metal rig yeah, that was like, established in the original that? cartoon but like, they, they also nerfed the firebenders the firebenders can't even make fire anymore they need just put dirt on their dirt fire on patches the fire. and they don't have fire anymore <laughs> or, or just knock it over the comedy the comedy in that scene and <laughs> that whole fight it was like meant to be funny yeah, it's it's shot in one take, which M.I. Shyamalan had that weird thing where he wanted to do a lot of fight scenes in one take for weird reasons. So, like, people don't move until they're told, until it's their turn to move or whatever. So people are just standing around. <laughs> Come on, fight! And the My soldiers are doing waiting nothing. for them to give them commands. It's so hilarious. But yeah, the boy band, stellar moment. 
Love them. Uh, my <laughs> personal favorite moment is on the wall at the Northern Water Drive when they're getting ready to fight. And it's just silent for a moment and then you hear, ooh. <laughs> I can't, like, what war cry is that? I was so, it sent me. Like, I, that was the one moment of the movie where I, like, wheezed. Because, <laughs> like, the Fire Nation can't um, They also you. killed Sokka's comedy. They really did. They, they forgot so all of the personality traits. Like, Katara doesn't even actually care about anybody. She just exposits. <laughs> <laughs> she, like, throws water at people. Like, that's straight up it. And she rarely throws water at people because they didn't ever bother to animate the CGI for the bending. <laughs> I always loved that they'd have to do, like, five flips and, like, all of these extensive movements to, like, do a tiny gust of wind. Like, and the show's just like, whoop, immediately. Or, but like, just in like, the movie, it was like, dun, 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 it was, what the fuck was it? Like, the scene where Katara and Aang are practicing together, and it's this very sweeping shot of the, like, beautiful landscape around them. It looks nice, but they're not doing anything. You are surrounded by ice and water, and none of it is moving. <laughs> and also on the river, they were, like, doing all this, like, these movements and like Aang looks so upset because he can't figure out how to water bend and he looks at Katara and gets all sad but she's also not moving any water so like, <laughs> why is he upset so funny no Aang we know why he's trouble. upset because Katara is expositing it to us so we don't need to see any of the story tell don't show <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean uh, it's crazy honestly um and of course, like, what was the most egregious, like, happenstance, aside from whitewashing it? Um, I feel like that's pretty hard to contest. So we know that one's at the top. What's number two? Like, Papa! Papa! And Momo! They and look Momo. scary! But Momo's there, like, twice. Momo's Papa like, looks so, like something like, out of, like, where Momo the wild things are. Like, yes. some scary-ass, weirdly proportioned. <laughs> His tail's too long. Like, get him so dirty. Yeah, it, they they gave up a, nothing to work with. And Momo sounds like a demon and looks like a demon. Like, he's every time he was on screen, I would, like, run. <laughs> like, no, put that back where it came from or so help me. <laughs> and also like i kind of felt a way about the fact that like if the first two episodes it's a big deal that like nobody thinks appa can actually fly because it's like this big ass beast why would he be able to lift himself in the air so they just have appa flying around like willy-nilly in the movie and i'm like wait but you i guess there's no time for that plot point also the way that they is an hour and a half ish long movie the entire second half is the siege of the north yeah. which means they had to shove 18 episodes, 22 minute long episodes into 45 minutes of film. What is that math? Hold on. We're about to calculate. (laughs) Whilst you calculate, one thing that got me like in the very beginning, besides the names and pronunciation, which just got me the whole 396 minutes of film into 45 minutes of film. Honestly, though, in that, as far as, like, structuring and everything, I understand to a point, like, that they cut stuff out, like, that's gonna have to happen, and, like, the siege is, like, the climax. You have a lot to to explain there. The problem is, like, on the surface level, like, a lot of the episodes are just, like, like, 
adventure of the week or whatever. But the the thing that's lost by combining all that is the character moments. Cause that's essentially, yeah. it's not the plot that, cause the plot of first season one is pretty simple. It's <laughs> go to all these towns and then get to the North. Like it's pretty simple, but the character moments and why you love the show and why you want to see what happens next is all gone. Cause they only focus like, on what's important for the plot. Okay. Move on. Absolutely. Next. We were talking a lot about Katara being the person who, you know, resuscitates Aang from the iceberg. And, like, this time it was, like, Sokka who did it. Onto ice that they were standing on top of, of. yes. And then she kind of hit it, like, with her, the boomerang, like, once. Like, why didn't she waterbend him out? And it just, like... They they really marry sued Katara a lot, where she like doesn't really do much. And she's like not even a good Mary Sue. Like she's not like overpowered. It's not as though everyone loves her. Like it's none of none of the things that like it's just she's there and annoying. <laughs> yeah, three hundred. Also, like they just brought this strange boy home. No explanation. Didn't ask his name. Didn't ask what he was <laughs> doing. Like looking like a demon in the iceberg until they brought him back home, and then they have the conversation. But like, what if he was gonna like burn your home down? Like, too late. You already invited him in. Like a vampire. Now he knows where you live. They didn't even <laughs> ask his name until they were at the Southern Air Temple. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she's like, "Will you tell us your name?" Old. I was like, "Girl, you don't know. What did you talk about on the way here?" Already <laughs> busted their asses trying to all the way save there, him from like, Zuko. Probably hours on Appa, and they were just like, "Oh yeah, what the fuck's your name?" <laughs> And like, you would be able to like, get that if it felt like it was just so chaotic and there was too much going on to like ask each other's names, but it's not. Everything is moving at a snail's pace and yet all too quickly. Every scene is them like standing there and then nothing. <laughs> like or, one of the like, first questions she asks is like, why did you run away? <laughs> one of the first things she asks him like when he's not unconscious anymore is like, what, why did you run away? Dude, what's his name? <laughs> why I was upset. <laughs> I was upset. That's but it. it's better now. But it's okay now. But I'm better now. Well, buddy, you got a lot in store for you. Yeah. But as I, as I was saying, the worst thing is the names because it's so, so painful to listen to. Ong. Um, Ong. Soka. The Avatar. Euro. Which, like, they're not even consistent uh, with, with the avatar. Yeah. Like, half pe- half of the people say avatar, and then half of the people say avatar, and it's not even Half the people watch the show, half the people did it. The characters. They're like, why are we saying avatar? Y'all are dumb. <laughs> yeah, I would If I was on that movie, I'd be like, no. Yeah. Because it's, like, such a pointless... Because it was, like, we're trying to stay truer to the language, which, like, it'd be easier to do that if you no, cast you the right people of color in the roles. But anyway, um, for what? Like, it's still being made by and for Americans, is it not? And also by the same writers, like, right? Weren't the original writers helping make... So, the funny thing about Mike and Brian's involvement with the original live action is they were, like, executive producers. And in some interview that I, that, like, is still published somewhere on YouTube, they said that, like, their lawyers were really big on keeping them on the project because it's their, like, creative property. But it's also like not anymore. Like this is such a completely removed entity. But the real gag is, and there's no evidence of this remaining on the internet in terms of like interviews or like, you know, snippets from before the movie dropped. But folks who were, you know, active in the fandom at the time 
say that Bright was like enthusiastically promoting the movie in the state that it was in, like well aware of all of the whitewashing and like narrative changes, they were still like advocating for people to see it up until it came out and everyone hated it. And then they disassociated themselves from it. So it's like, what goes on? Yeah, but they were glad that they saw the, the characters and the story that they worked so hard on just get like shit on. Like they were just like, it's great. Like, did you watch it at all first? I would come when... back and be like, do it over. I don't like any of this. <laughs> And it was, and it was so not crazy my story because like when when they did like the avatar cast reunion recently um one of them mentioned that like it was an ego issue i don't know who with um when like someone was like i'm making the story the way i want to make it sure we could figure out who. but it was like it's already an existing story just write your own story why did you why did you do this um, also, another thing that really bothered me from the moment I saw it is, like, Zuko's scar. Yeah. It's just not noticeable. And, like, it's supposed to be, like, so identifiable. Like, his whole, like, side of his face is supposed to be, like, red and crispy and, like, clearly burned. And, like, it's just, like, a line or two. It just was, like, no. Just thinking about that, um, the moment from the, the fake play in the show is at the Ember Island play my honor <laughs> and just like having they would have uh, been better off like giving him a helmet with a big ass scar on it like the Ember Island players did yes, than whatever exactly. they just did it gosh okay that's enough about that there are plenty of people who have shot on this movie before on the internet we're gonna focus and on we'll continue to do so the most optimistic outlook of like two three I can't count four <laughs> fans of the show and like one should this even happen but two if it does what's the best way that it could because I think there's room for the narrative to be revisited but I don't trust current Netflix Hollywood whatever powers that may be to do it in a way that like actually honors the story I don't know if I want them to just remake the original story as a live action because like the original story is good, but if they're going to do it, um, I mean, first casting, <laughs> please pay attention mm-hmm. to that. Um, uh, that's that note. Um, and second, like, don't destroy the characters. That would be great. Um, and then maybe like build upon the relationships, you know, give new information like, Maybe, like, we talked about this in the Katara episode, but, like, give her some depth of, like, you know, missing her mom and, like, not having a female role model to talk to and, like, and and maybe have Aang not thirsting after a girl after the death of his whole family, which is clearly just him, like, using it as a way to, like, not think about the trauma he's faced and latching on to the first person he saw, which was Katara, and... and a 12 year old boy who did not need to fall in love for the rest of his life at 12. Um, and um, Suki and Katara need to talk and be friends. Absolutely. Um, like, I, I really, my most optimistic, like, hope for where this potential is, is that it would be such a spectacular opportunity for like Asian creators to put their voice into a work like to have all of those Asian actors on a piece and like 
Asian folks in the writer's room, Asian people behind the camera, Asian costume designers, Asian set designers, like all of those, the, all of the space that could be created by this show being a live action is like really stunning in my opinion. And so I wonder why this story in particular, because it's, it's an Asian fantasy show. So it's not actually like grounded in any of that stuff, mm-hmm. but like it's that is the beauty of it right because hollywood is racist (laughs) will we be getting any of that like in honest because like i said yesterday like it's essentially confirmed that the showrunner is going to be an asian dude but like if it's just you know an asian dude at the top of the operation but everything else is white like how effective is that really going to be yeah i just hope if they do it they're doing it with a clear vision like that they're trying to achieve whereas like the the live action movie i felt was very much just like oh people like avatar here's a movie Boom, yeah let's get money like, they're, like they're if like, they do it i really want them to to have something to say about and maybe critiques and like things that they pick out that they really did truly love about the original series and things that they want to like you know and now in that we're in 2020 like what are ways that you could reimagine the original series that fit with like how society has progressed in the last 11 years because you know it's not the same like uh, there's a lot of like sexism in the show I mean and in the cultures you know the di- dynamics of the cultures in the tv show like maybe show more of that or maybe show more you know moments of Katara being like Sokka STFU don't say that to me do your own laundry like you're an adult you can do it you're older than me things like that like they they can find moments to really make a new statement and to that point you made about like you know people love avatar here's the movie where it was just essentially just a cash grab type thing where it's like this is popular people will come see it um and you know it'll make a quick buck so i wonder if netflix is kind of banking on that energy of like people oh they definitely will people are fully prepared to just hate watch this series and that's where I feel my heart sinking because, you know, they'll hate watch it for the whitewashing. They'll hate watch it for hypersexualizing the story for no reason. They'll hate watch it for making it super violent and dark. Like, you know, essentially doing the same thing that they're doing with a lot of other adaptations that they've done as of late with like Winks and like just making everything up. And all of Disney in the last dark five, eight years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it. The story is so beautiful. And like, like you said, Taryn, people who love it should be working on it. People who want to make something more of it should be at the helm of the operation. But it's just people who want to capitalize on nostalgia. Because that's been the hot new thing to do as of late, instead of like finding people who make new things, which is strange to me. All I know is that I will be sending hate mail if hate mail is deserved from this uh, adaptation. And I will be shamelessly saying, you know, writing to um, the original writers, like, how dare you? You are a disappointment as an artist. You let them ruin your thing, not once, but twice. Your vision, your characters, <laughs> I mean, where is your honor? back from the action and then got the green light to do Avatar Studios, which I have separate opinions about. But where the live action is concerned, for one thing, I wasn't really banking on Bright to, like, make or break the live action. They failed once. And yeah, Steve. I'm not nuts but about I wonder the how interpretation they of the story were. anymore. Um, 
But beyond that, it was, what the fuck was it? Guitar. The news that they're aging up Katara and Katara only. Fat red flag, in my opinion. Because one, she fucks up the relationship dynamic with Sokka. Um, again, like, would make Aang's crush on her a lot creepier. Um, and, like, why, why age up Katara? Uh, There's no narrative relevance to an older Katara. I don't want them to do Zutara like that. That's not what Zutara means. Like, Zutara was honestly perfectly fine as it existed in the canon series. Like, there's no reason to make her older. Well, that's the only reason I can think that they would change her age. Exactly, they like, just to want to sexualize her. Because it's okay to sexualize a 16-year-old, but not a 14-year-old, which is a... Still fucked up. Stop that. <laughs> there's, like... <sighs> Okay. That's what it looks like to me. And then, like, it's gonna be if Katara is the oldest person in the game. Yeah, they're gonna have Aang be like, Katara, I love you. And she's gonna be like, You're a child. That's weird. You're 12. I'm 16. That's so gross. It's, I could babysit you. Where's your mom? <laughs> literally. Literally. That's what that's gonna look like. And so, like, like I fear, like, even and her interaction with her lower Him, like, forcibly kissing her. If like, they kiss and she's 16 and he's like, 12. Nonsense nonsense like it's not i don't know what the there's the showrunner can we tweet him <laughs> albert albert please fix it please uh, like it... albert please don't don't do the what the live action movie did please have vision but it's, it's not it's gonna be story. something it's gonna be a completely different set of problems than what the first live action movie did because there are so many more ways to fuck up a good story than there are to make it better. Um, and that's, I feel like that's what a lot of the fandom feels like, is that a lot of people love Avatar as it is, despite any like criticisms mm -hmm. or, you know, negative feelings that they may have around certain aspects of it. So whenever they're like, we're going to do it again, everyone's like, stop! No! I kind of hope that if they that they just did completely new stories like post the original series but in between Korra. I don't. No. <laughs> again, they've already fucked that up once. I don't I want don't them really to do it again. I don't really want to see them redo the same storyline. I mean, yeah, I love the original storyline, but like like you said, I just feel like they're not going to make it better. It's just going to be things that are like tried tried to be an homage but like didn't work out. And there I and feel like, as I'm mentioning in, like, all of my character episodes, I I think there are ways to make the story better and to invest more into different aspects of it. But if that's not what the people making it are interested in, it's a lost fucking cause. Because <laughs> you gotta sit back and wonder, like, why do so many people love this so passionately? Like, I feel like the Avatar fandom isn't especially large, but it is very loud. I don't know. I'm sure we could tap it in Netflix and get the stats on how many people watched the last Airbender TV show when it dropped back on Netflix because it had to be a good amount it, of people. No, it it was the to top show for a super long, long time. Show. It it broke the record for like longest top number show. of days a show was number one on Netflix in the daily chart. So, so like, clearly there's a strong I wouldn't enough say, key yeah. base of people who will watch or who likes to watch it. Yeah, I'd say it is a pretty big fandom. Like, really? Yeah, I'd say. And essentially, like, that's why a lot of things are, like, being able to get greenlit and everything because of how big and excited the fandom is right now. The problem is, like, it was big, like, 
in like 2005 with mostly kids and so like it wasn't something you could have seen as well mm. but how but like the fact that as long, all yeah. it's 15 years later in yeah. the early the, 20s yeah the fact that it's 15 years later and it was like the number one show on netflix for a super long time and like like none of the other stuff that's been put on netflix had gotten any close to that like the other shows that we grew up as, with as kids oh iCarly's on there now like things like that Carly, Victorious those things didn't come close to like being number one on Netflix like, all those days all of the Nickelodeon stuff being dropped on Netflix and then they start Paramount Plus which is where they want to put Nickelodeon stuff instead I don't know if it's like poking at people's nostalgia and then like trying to get them taking to get it away service okay. here's my thing I'm tired of streaming services fuck the yeah. subscription model I am broke <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to be getting Paramount Plus. <laughs> I just mm-hmm. don't have the time for that. Especially because like the only thing that like I might be interested in would be Avatar Studios, but I'm gonna let people talk about that first before I even humor it. Yeah, they're um, gonna do the movies in theaters first anyway. So before there's yeah. like new series, the first thing I think they're doing is like a movie for TV. I don't want not Bright to touch Katara's character anymore. <laughs> I don't want either. <laughs> yeah, Look. They might pull like a desolation of smog where you took like one book and made three, what, three or four movies out of one singular book. Hello, so you mean make, the like, Hobbit? Three movies out of, yes, the Hobbit. But three movies out of the one Kiyoshi novel? Yeah, right? Like out of book one and they made like two movies out of that, like maybe? And if they really developed the plot and really made it interesting, but like... When they say they're just going to make a movie again, all I can think of is the live action. Yeah. And it's... Well, they say they're going to be animated movies, so I'm thinking... Yeah, it's going to be an animated like movie. The way anime Ooh. movies come out, oh, that's and then it's better. kind of like in the gray area of if it's part of the canon or not. Um, but what cool. I... Then I we can project it if we don't like it. That like <laughs> Netflix <laughs> prefers to uh, do like the hour-long, 45-minute to hour-long episode structure, right? Yeah. I love it. I think I think from what I saw for the Netflix, it's going to be 10 episodes for season one, um, which could be those 45 minute things. And then that's about the same length as the animated. That's but the like thing, how, though, is how they like, structure it is a different question. If you were to break down the 20 episodes, that would be like six and some change. And like I, in my opinion, you can just completely remove the great divide and the fortune teller. So that's like an even six. So well, 10 like, seems like a lot. But if it's like and 45 it, to an hour and then like certain things... You have to think about like how things translate well and like True. with restructuring things and with and they would want to add new new points. Yeah, like, so it's not just exactly the same. Yeah, I don't want it to be exactly the same. That's Mm-mm. the other thing I want to say. Like I think to see? I I don't I don't know exactly, but I think my point with like exactly the same things, like trying to do things shot for shot, is just so uninspired and and wouldn't there's work. no point of do yeah mm-hmm. it wouldn't work and there's no point of it because you're not saying anything new you're not doing anything new a lot of the the disney ones are just lacking the heart and everything of the I original came of it being in an animated yeah. format exactly and also just being a new story that someone's telling as opposed to just copy pasting mm-hmm. something you've already done yeah i think they have to have a reason for making it a live action you have to have a reason for changing the medium and why you want to tell the story again like when we do shows again it's always like why are we doing this show again yeah why are we putting on this production now so why are you telling this story now again what do what do you what do you have to say about it what can what new lens can be taken on it what new angle and i think certainly new stories Stop. <laughs> <laughs> i think 
it it shouldn't be exactly the same with everything but like i i think there are there is room for new storylines new um approaches to things expanding certain elements that we didn't have time for in the animated or just weren't the focus of the animated i believe there is a lot of potential there for it to be yeah. good and its own thing because if it's just the same thing again there is no point <laughs> there's yeah. no point there is none I would very quickly familiar. like to say uh, to Disney and to all these places that are just like remaking their old stories, if we had turnitin.com, you would all receive a failing grade. If I can't <laughs> rewrite my same essay that I already wrote and turn it in for another class, you should not be allowed to just remake the same thing. We all now they're getting seen. the money. <laughs> they're getting the the rights to. But they're that is to. like is the is the problem with the world or the education system? Because the world gets to copy whatever the fuck they want with no consequence. But I can't copy my own thing that my I thought stuff. about earlier in my life. Bullshit. It's both. Um, fuck college. Anyway, <laughs> it was. I do. The 10 episode structure is really appealing to me. Drop the source for that, like in the group chat at some point. I'll, yeah, I'll try and find it. I remember it was one of the articles where it talked about other things. And I think people were focusing on the other things. But I was like looking at every detail and I was like, yeah. ah, 10 episodes. Because <laughs> there was I somebody referenced, like I was watching a video about it. And they had a screenshot from an article, but didn't put the article in the description. So I'm saying like, what did I can't. Anyway, it mentioned that like the disagreement seemed to be about not having a big enough budget and like them wanting to make it darker in terms of like violence and sex and not like actually going into the emotional no, intensity of that was no. that was that thing from so long ago there was that one source that came out that like had no backing for whatever and it was like this big <laughs> list of things that's like and everyone's like oh this is gonna be horrible but like there was no source for it they were just yeah. like <laughs> a random thing was like here's here's it was like here's everything we heard about what's going on it's like okay from and who? who are you <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so m perhaps it was complete bullshit because there's no way to execute the story without like a spectacular budget. Like you can't get the costuming, the locations, the locations. That's the thing. Because like we were talking about in earlier episodes, like the background art is stunning. And there are sceneries that like can compare or well surpass that in real life, but you need to go find those places. Okay, I just found this article that came out today Wait, by who? Avatar News? Because they were talking about something on Twitter. Um, it's what's on Netflix.com. Oh, okay. Um, and then here, so in January 2020, Daniel Richmond posted the series is looking for a mostly Asian mostly a mostly Asian cast and a twelve to fourteen year old to play Aang. Um, Dante Bosco, who is Zuko, ah, I love him, has um, also been pegged for a role. But cabbage man, cabbage man, cabbage man, cabbage man. <laughs> Please, that's that's the cameo. That would that's that would be oh, so funny. Oh, oh, so they're switching Katara and Sokka. Yeah, aging. yeah, that that was the thing. Aging. I thought just Katara was going to be sixteen, and they would just be like the same age. No, or making her apart. older completely. Sokka is going to be fourteen. Yeah, that was like that's the, weird. the rumor thing. Oh yeah, this well, this is the thing that dropped the line. mother him then? That would under that would make it like she's the older sister. She is expected to take care of someone else, even though that's kind of fucked exactly. up. Exactly. Yeah. No, but that's like something that happens often that the older sister has to take care of the older siblings should take care of the younger siblings. Like I, it's not right, but I get what they're doing with that. It, it removes that all the nuance more. that previously existed in Katara and Sokka's relationship, and that mm -hmm. he was older and yes. trying to figure out how to be a protector. 
but he wasn't really equipped to do like the caretaking aspect. So Katara mm-hmm. had to take over that stuff when their mother passed. And that was a difficult to grapple with because Sokka's like, well, if I'm not stepping up to do the adult things that we need in our life now, what defines me as an individual? Like, and it, it had this really interesting gender dynamic to it because of the way that they were attached to their respective parents and like how roles in the Southern Water Tribe existed, where Sokka's arc in general is a lot about trying to figure out how to be a protector, who he does need to protect and who he doesn't need to protect and what protecting someone means. Yes. Making him younger, none of that is expected of him anymore. Yeah, because Katara's going to be a better fighter and older. Like, what's he doing? Like, she's the one with the bending. She's the one who does, like, she's the emotional center of the team, as Zach said. But she's the story who, like, wants to travel and go make a change. They might just play up, like, Sokka and Aang being buddy-buddy a lot more, maybe? But then that's centering the story more around the male characters and this highly important female character that was like a stunning inclusion for the early Mm -hmm. 2000s. Imagine how how much further you could take that kind of character in 2020. Like it, Uh, that's an awful choice to make. It's so small, but it's terrible. I support it only if they don't sexualize her and Aang's relationship at all. Yeah, apparently the composer is going to return. I loved the music. Yeah, the composer yeah. is going to return. That I heard about, I was like... I was yeah. curious if he would have left with had... Mike as well. He, I don't think he did. Yeah, he was, uh, he's returning. What was I saying? Concept really? designer is the guy who did Big Hero 6, Tangled, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Isn't that what the, the concept image that you have, Yanni? Um, the concept designer yeah, for I think this, so this con- which yeah. like I fuck with this oppa this oppa's cute from a distance at least I think it's Jane <laughs> Choli I think that's what it says and then Dan Lin is the executive producer yeah but yeah, I, I feel like the mostly Asian cast note would be for the particulars of Katara and Sokka how they are technically indigenous inspired characters yeah. as opposed mm-hmm. to Asian yeah so I, I don't see that. That's a yellow flag. That's not red, but it's yellow. But I'm pretty sure that's what they have been saying from the beginning. Like back when Bright was on board, that's what they were saying anyway about the mostly Asian cast. I remember that in like those early articles back then. Mm-hmm. Um, so in theory, the, the casting plan has not changed. In theory. In theory. I feel like if they're going to cast any white people, there though there should be none. If anyone's going to be white, it has to be Zhao. Specifically Hugh Jackman. <laughs> oh my god. How did he get there? Hugh Jackman and Zhao would be fucking hilarious. You can't tell me otherwise. How did he get to the party? <laughs> Wolverine! How about Wolverine? It's just Wolverine. It's not even Zhao. It's just Logan. <laughs> I think it'd be so funny. <laughs> I think, no, if they did cast Hugh Jackman in whatever weird parallel universe it is that they cast Hugh Jackman, I could see all the SNL skits where it's like Wolverine casting them. And that'd be so funny. They'll have to joke one joke about like a like a Wolverine line. Yeah, something. It would be so funny. Especially like, well, okay, so Hugh Jackman is Joe. Dante Bosco is Cabbage Man. Yes, perfect. Dreamcast. <laughs> Dreamcast. We're assembling the, the cast right now. Oh my god. The thing is, POC actors get so little visibility that I have literally no idea 
what the rest of the cast could look like, especially if, mm-hmm. if they have it in mind that they want it to be age appropriate and not 30 year olds. Um. Yeah. I hope it's a bunch of new, new faces, new faces. That's my hope for a lot faces. of things, which is like kids and stuff. I'm like, give me those new faces. Come on. I know. I need people to really stand, quick. especially because these would be people like our age. Found a production update in February, 2021 production weekly reported that they're due to get underway in August 16th, yeah. 2021 filming in Vancouver. Ooh, and that they might make six seasons. That's cold. Split each season into two. Yeah, I would think the same. Well, if they're splitting each season into two and the first season gets 10 episodes, wouldn't that be like the They normal? expanded so much. They had a new whole plot line. No. <laughs> we, we were talking about in the Suki episode that we were interested in seeing like the Kyoshi yeah. Warriors more. What are the Kyoshi Warriors doing for the rest of the season? That could oh be my so God. cool. That'd be fun. No, literally. And that like helps develop her more and then like, that would be cool. That and then, and then they have then to it's answer like, the question. Each... Well, no, if they're making Sokka younger, then perhaps Suka isn't going to be a thing anymore. No, thank you. No, it has to. Right, but maybe maybe not so romantic. But they can make maybe flirt a little bit, like like oh, I like you or I respect you, and maybe have a or little if, crush. Like, they'd be putting it over the course of years rather than the one year. Yeah, it's three years. Mm-hmm. Probably yeah. would be would be my. That's one change. If I. <laughs> Any, I don't have any changes like on a list or anything, but the one change that I always think back to, I'm like, the three year thing from the movie was not a bad idea if no. you're not gonna film it all at the same time because this little boy Aang kids is gonna, gonna go grow puberty. up. <laughs> yeah, imagine they cast somebody as Aang and then like three years later he had a growth spurt. Yeah, he's and like six he's like, inches <laughs> taller and his voice is cracking. Like you can't. And you want me to see in the course of three months? I believe he's 12. Although I will say that my knees are fucked up because when I was 11, I was going through like my most intense growth spurt period. Like I grew, I was like 5'2 and then I went to like 5'6. And so my knees were really fucked up because I was still doing floor work and dance. And now my knee is still fucked up. (laughs) Just a fun fact about me. Fun. (laughs) Yeah, growing fast is not impossible, but alarming. Moments that they want them to include if they're going to just like add whole new plot lines and whole new stuff, what are hot moments that should be I think be Katara and Paku added, actually being closer would be really interesting. Like Katara and Paku having their own connection that isn't through Kana. Um, and that would part in part be that like Paku during their fight kind of becomes more of an analysis. Like it, it accidentally turns into an examination of Katara's skill and he starts to test her during it and recognizes how quickly she learns. And so he's like, willing to teach her on her own merit. And as they're going through that process of like, she doesn't really know how to care for her body when under this kind of training stress. And he's like helping her, like teaching her and learning more about like, or thinking more critically about his sexism with this really spectacular student. And eventually they learn about the connection of Kana. Yeah, I would say the same thing that they learn about the grandmother being the fiance after he decides to train her. That's one thing that I came up with recently that I'd be really excited about. And then, like, Katara would, like, make fun of him for when Kana, in my mind, initially rejects him after first going to the South. Um, like, I, it would make their relationship more amicable, and thus I'd be more excited if Kana and Paku get together, because that would be a, a, a big gain for Katara and Sokka, perhaps. Um, seeing, they say in the comics that Zuko was also trained by Pian Dao, so I want Zuko to, like, react to Pian Dao more. Or like Sokka and Zuko to bond over both being trained by Pian Dao. I would like to see more of the, if they're going to go darker, more of the abuse like that Zuko and and then therefore Azula must have faced. Like she's a nutcase. The but truth like, she of Azula's abuse that would be really important to cover. Mm-hmm. But I also I want like, don't want it to be exploited as his brother. 
you know, I want I want to see like that brother relationship where Iroh's like, how could you do that to your son? Like, I'm gonna leave with him in exile. Okay, wait, I have a couple things like that. Like, my son was killed in battle, and you're like choosing to kick yours out. Oh yeah, Iroh, Iroh mistake. has like has I want to see Iroh pop Ozai. off. That and um, fuck, where was I? Oh, in terms of like the truth of the abuse that the Fire Nation siblings suffered, I I think that's a really dangerous territory to tread in because it should not be exploitative, first and foremost. Like, we should be able to understand and feel the pain of it without it being, like, seeing a child actor in agony. Like, that's just terrible and awful and not an effective way to communicate yeah, pain maybe in not a pathetic way. showing the actual scenes, but showing, like, his mother being like, you know, I'm so sorry, or, you know, or Iroh come, finding a young Zuko, like, why does my father treat me like this? Like, what am yeah, I Yeah, I always say the scene of Zuko waking up, like, did he, did he just wake up on the boat? Like, he was, he was mm. just sent off. He wasn't even, like, given the choice of if to go. It was just, he was rejected in the most grand sense. Um, like, things like but that. Also, I or have just this moments of Ozai about... being like, you need to be better, like, and him being like, what am I even doing wrong? I think there is a lot of value that could be explored in aging all of the characters up a little bit because it would make for a lot of nuance, particularly with Sokka and the Fire siblings. Because where Sokka is concerned, it would be that his dad left essentially right before his ice dodging ceremony about that momentous moment of like becoming a man in Southern Water Tribe culture. Mm. So he was just barely there. And I feel like that closeness but simultaneous sudden distance would be really interesting to explore for Sokka. But where the fire siblings are concerned, I think that could expand the time period where like their family was happy before Ozai became abusive. Cause they contradict that in the comics where like in the series, Zuko says there was a time when the family was happy, but in the comics, they make it sound like Ozai was always an abusive prick. So I think it's a lot more interesting to explore what the happy fire nation family then turned into and like azula or and if it zuko was being close at some point it. azula and zuko being close at some point <laughs> um and then eventually like growing apart and there's more nuance and like azula wouldn't really be down to kill zuko i think yeah. visiting the ember island players I... let's get children yeah <laughs> more theater that's what this show needs more theater more <laughs> like seeing more cold, like the art Apparently there's opera in the Earth Kingdom. And I only found that out because somebody who like, who was like giving like an in-depth like thing about like the, um, the, the like art and the inspirations from Asian cultures in the show. And like, they know like the language and everything. And so they're like, this says like an opera troupe yeah, on yeah. like the side of a cart. So like, opera, whoa, hello. How did yeah. this Earth Kingdom opera mask come to the Fire Nation theater scene? Was it just hijacking? <laughs> Hey, yeah. you guys, really quick, looking at this tweet, um, if I could screenshot, mm -hmm. I would show you guys. There's this tweet, and it's like a it's like a poster picture for what the live action might look like. I don't think they have cast people in it yet, so maybe it's just a fan poster. Yeah, it's just a fan poster, I promise. <laughs> There's no Okay, so it is just a fan poster. Yanni, you can cut this bit in a minute. It's but fine. also, they put, who's it like, um, Boo Boo, who's uh, in Twilight as Seth? Oh, Boo Boo Stewart. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking Who's that from I Descendants and Julia the Phantoms? <laughs> yeah, yes. Um, I would fully support Boo Boo being Sokka. No, he's like in his twenties. He's he's in his he's like mid twenties. He's like yeah, twenty six. What have we been told every day as theater people that we'll play teenagers for a long time? 
I I don't want it on the screen. I'm sick of it on the screen. <laughs> what is because it? These... What is Kenny JC? A brooding hot 25 year old teenager. <laughs> Zuko and just like angsty and beautiful. Uh, I, my thing is Zuko can't be hot. Like. <laughs> No, like he was, but like I feel a way about like if they cast an actual teenager thinking that this teenager is conventionally attractive. Like I'm like No, I get that. And then like, like the whole fandom's gonna be like, first tweets are bad. Like if it's a grown man, they're gonna yell about us being like this grown man is hot. And if it's a teenager, people are gonna like preemptively say, Don't think this boy is hot. But then like teenagers watching the show are gonna think he's hot. Like it's get off everyone's dick, thank you. <laughs> I would just say that I think that they should make the Zuko actor be because Zuko's supposed to be sixteen, right? Yeah, he's make sixteen. Him be Eighteen, so that if he'll he's get hot, there, he'll enjoy. He'll get there in three years, years. I say, <laughs> make him awkward in the first one with his scar and his ponytail, and then give him the glow up he deserves. <laughs> that's that's my question for the. I wonder how. I wonder because the movie just didn't do the ponytail. They said bye ponytail, but like. Will the show do it? Because the like, ponytail it's, it's, is like it's, culturally significant. Yeah, it's important for yeah. It's culturally significant, and it's when important they cut for it off, arc. a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my question: Are they going to make this kid shave his hair except for one spot? <laughs> I wonder if like there's a way Please. to finesse a bald cap, and also like yeah, does the gang like after it definitely could. Yeah. <laughs> like there's definitely a way to just finesse a really stupid looking wig. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be so funny. It, it would honestly yeah yeah for more things that i want to say we, we i've said it earlier but like about like seeing what the kiyoshi warriors are doing i think that could be a good thing for every season like and that would be a super strong like side thing because we do see a little bit of it and a band with of strong in, women yeah we do see a little bit of it with with um what in Oppa alone um but like they could, they could they could Oppa's lost days so <laughs> they could <laughs> interact with like other characters we've seen like do do the um, Kyoshi Warriors ever come across with um, with uh, oh why why is it gone <laughs> why the Jets yeah. group yeah oh, what's freedom group? fighters freedom fighters yeah do they ever come across each other who else do they see I'm... how do they feel about each other how do they feel about it? <laughs> how does Jet interact with other people like yeah. does because something that a lot of people in the fandom like uh, argue about is did Jet actually care about Katara or was he just manipulating her. And I, feel I like think if he we did. See more of his interactions with other, particularly young girls, we would be able to discern that better. Yeah, I don't know that he knew her that long. I think he probably thought she was like cute. Well, sure, I think he cared about her later. He saw, I think, because he sees like the drive she has for helping people. I think he he relates to that. And like, especially well, I think when they told him the story of like their parents, he was like, yeah. "I trust these people. They know my pain." And therefore yeah. would subscribe to my own psychotic views of murdering innocent people. Well, well wait, that was a jump. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, like, Jet just thinks that they'll be okay with it. Because Jet be thinks, okay well, I don't think he thinks the they'll village. be okay with it. He knows they won't be, which is why he doesn't tell them the plan. He has to manipulate and dance yeah. around it. Yeah. Um, but like, but in his head, it's for the greater good. In like he <laughs> he doesn't want them to leave like he wants more time to gain their trust and like gradually as he's done with really the rest of the freedom fighters this band of kids he's leading make them think that there is a certain degree of suffering that must be inflicted to make up for suffering 
but that's just the cycle of war it doesn't yeah, yeah. <laughs> like jet's fucked up but i don't hey, think right. there's the, there's a lot that. of like chalking him up to being psychotically inhuman that i don't i don't think, think he's that no he's just another another child who's been hurt victim exactly. another victim yeah. and outcome of war yeah and it's not a pretty outcome but it still needs to be seen um, um i also not for the first season but i do want to see more toff and katara friendship building because i want to see them fight more. they just kind of bicker a lot no nah, they need to fight a lot because they are coming from like the polar opposite senses of like what responsibility is and they that's going to be a big deal for them because it's katara feels like but she has to shoulder all responsibility and, and doesn't understand how to other. interact with other people who are unwilling to shoulder responsibility and toff's like i don't have to do anything for anybody i've worked my entire life to just be my own person <laughs> and that's i love all of their conflict and eventually they do come to terms but that's not until season three <laughs> nope. i hate the fact that like at the end of the runaway they essentially go like it's okay that katara is everybody's mom because it's not people should grow out of that examine what they're dependent on katara for you know like their emotions that's what i really want from the live action series i want ang to become a bit more emotionally independent mm -hmm. yeah i want him to learn the lessons that he was telling other people and that he didn't learn himself or, you know, purvey lessons that actually apply to his own lived experience. Because that, the forgiveness line in the Southern Raiders really pisses me off. Like, do they get what they're saying when he's trying to say, you must forgive? Because I and cannot forgive the Fire Nation for what they have done to him in his life. There's literally no forgiving that. There should be no forgiving that. That's not the sensible way to go about that experience. But there is healing. And that's those two things do not equate. The colonizer does not always deserve sympathy. <laughs> and the thing is, I think there was a major lost opportunity for the beginning of book three, where he does not have access to the Avatar state anymore. So when he goes into those really dark places of extreme grief and rage, he, he'd have to just live through those. He doesn't go into Super Saiyan mode anymore. He would, he would just have to fucking deal with it. And I think that would have been a really great opportunity for emotional growth. And yes. then when he does return to access to the Avatar state, he doesn't have problems like in The Promise when he's arguing with Zuko and suddenly flies into the fucking Avatar state because he still has the emotional maturity of a 12-year-old, which he's only 13 now, so I guess. Aang should be welcome to growth, and I think three years would welcome that for him. <laughs> yes. What else would I like to see? What happens in season one? <laughs> Season one is a lot of weekly adventures. That's it. <laughs> season one is just the weekly adventure fun time. Well, you meet a lot of people who really you see again up... later. Oh, the blue spear. Uh, if they're really going to change up, I think, um, Zuko. If they're going to change up Katara and Sokka's ages, I really want to see relationship building and development and moments between them of being siblings. Maybe they argue, but that they really care about each other. And that, like, yeah, Sokka thinks of, you know, Katara does motherly things, but I also want to see Sokka doing things for Katara, like, when she's upset and, like, going out of his way to make sure she's okay. And, like, giving that same energy back. But, like, even particularly making him younger, can we effectively expect that from him? Where he is the one that needed to be taken. They expected it of Katara when she was 14. 
that's what I'm saying. Like, it's a wrongdoing on part of him as an older brother, but when he's the younger brother, does it still stand? I think he still has that that protector complex we were talking about. How is he going to have a protector complex? Because he's still the he's still the oldest male left in the tribe, so he's still the one who has to train the all man, the other yeah. boys. He's the one who he's like I'm the one who's going to have to defend everybody if things come. And so I guess in aging Katara a little bit, um, it makes him feel even more secure, insecure about his ability to protect people. Mm-hmm. And so I guess that's a way it expands on that side of his character um so yeah i think he would still have that and still be like i'm now the man of the house or like that kind of ideal which is something that he has since his dad's not there and like that's something we've seen in other shows where like the younger brother is still like i'm the man of the house now and i need to take care of my mom and my sister or whatever um but like he doesn't have them on here but that kind of idea and they're yeah yeah but again like I feel, I wonder if like- Make him still be funny. Yes, he should still be funny. Um, I don't know why they why they just made him not funny. <laughs> they just made him so serious in the, in the movie. It's so strange. Um, <laughs> I studied the tracks. <laughs> I really want them to I did dive everything to the culture. Sarka is Jared 19, never learned how to read tracks. <laughs> never learned how to read tracks i did everything dad said <laughs> it's i really want to see like the architecture and the culture and like yeah of this, even like much. the differences between the very small towns in the earth kingdom that they visit like going as far to as these it, small places and then also yeah. the contrast between those places and the northern water tribe i really want to see the yeah. attention to detail as yeah, as far as like back to the movie, like things I liked, I love the design of the Northern Water Tribe. I lo- it's, mm. that set is it's so beautiful. beautiful, and also the costumes were pretty good too. Yeah, the so movie was they put money into that. <laughs> if the, if I just like muted it, maybe I would have a good time. The Fire Nation shots are weird. Like when they show the nation like from afar, and they're like Fire Nation, and it's just like nothing. It's like the okay. Desert, like, okay. <laughs> fun yeah that's or that's even boring. the air temples too like it's just like that's the grand canyon okay <laughs> <laughs> the great divide it was there no back. <laughs> we don't want any season one is kind of set as it is i feel like changes in my opinion wouldn't really be coming into play until seasons two and three uh, i think there's there is can a we lot learn of more about air nomad culture I want to see more moments of Aang at the Air Temple. Yeah, I want to see left. more of Aang like valuing Air Nomad culture instead of using it to justify why he disagrees with people. Mm. <laughs> the mm. only thing we see is like food. <laughs> like that's, that's like the, the thing. One. Like, and the game serpents played. pass. It's when like abandoned hope, and it's like the monks said the hope was fucking fake. And he, I was like, well, no, because that's all they have. That's kind of a dick move to say, Aang. Like, what are you? What are we getting at right now? And I get it. He was depressed, but like. When he's just using air nomad culture to like disagree with people, it like I don't understand how he values it anymore. I want him also like to maybe teach Katara and Sokka like about his culture that like that has been lost. Like they'll be like, you know, Aang's like, I don't have a family, no one understands me, and then they could be like, well, teach us. What did you guys do? Like, what was his daily routine that was particular well, to know. being an air nomad? And maybe mm-hmm. they could try meditating. Like Aang's like the he is the master. He is the tattoos of a master, and he's like masters could meditate for like four days or something. Like they could really go for a long time. I want to see Aang take moments of meditation and 
and reflection when he is faced with problems instead of just being like whoosh the thing, I always wonder how they interpreted airbender mastery because I always think of it as like the beginning of someone's spiritual journey as opposed to the conclusion of it very similar to like when you like you have all of the tools to move on or like you know experience life through this spiritual lens now and so what is that going to mean for you as you go through life and Aang is navigating completely new terrain and it that he goes essentially unsupported yeah. So, yeah. Well, I saw him talking comic more on to Tumblr the past a while episodes. ago of um, like Aang not knowing how to do Tenzin's master tattoos, and so he like summons his past lives to help him, and it's really sweet oh. and heartbreaking. Oh. Um, what did you say, Tarrant? <laughs> yeah, in that same vein, maybe also talking the past avatars a little bit more because they kind of just use that as like a plot <laughs> moving the plot forward like roku says i gotta go do this yeet but the, then, like, his the, access to past three, lives like, is they're really all limited. like oh i don't know just kill ozai yeah his access to past lives gets really limited because i feel like they could be like exploited as an infinite wisdom source where it's like yeah. well why do we have problems anymore let's just ask kiyoshi whereas like they don't have to problem solve uh. independently so I, I like the fact that they relegate that to Aang isn't as spiritually developed, so he needs a solstice to help him. Or like, you know, he's flown into a, an avatar state during rage and Roku's like, okay, we got to talk about this. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then like, or maybe just when he does spiritual. get control over his spiritual access in the avatar state, Azula shoots it out of him and he still needs those crushes. Um, yeah, I, I limiting it, I felt was more important than using but I also want to see him advocate more for the spirits because he sees like a couple like hey bye and he helps out because like, people are being attacked. But like he doesn't actively seek out the spirits or do anything for them except when it's like convenient for him or when he's trying to help, you know, save lives. That I want the face stealer to, to return. I, I want Ko to come fuck shit up. I want Ko to really come like back. About, um, the way spirits are used in Avatar is that they are very individual and particular to circumstance um mm -hmm. or like situation because yeah. like hey bye is a spirit of a force so whatever happens with that force is going to affect yes hey and the force gets cut down heat yeah yeah where and like the painted lady lost her strength because the river was polluted that's a very different yeah. dynamic of the damage to the natural attachment and the response mm -hmm. in turn mm -hmm. um i want to see ko ko said i will see you again and then ko never did i thought ko was gonna come <laughs> fuck up <Cole> <laughs> Like, I really thought, you know, Korra spends, like, half the Could last you two seasons in the spirit world. I thought Ko was going to come ruin her day. Like, I really But didn't. no, we see Zhao instead. Right? <laughs> Can I just say, could you imagine if they're like, how do we kill Ozai? And, like, Aang brings Ozai into the spirit world and throws him at Ko and just his face is stolen, problem solved. He's not dead. But he can't do anything anymore. What a weapon. Oh, I also... <laughs> Like the existence of Ko the face dealer kind of justifies the existence of Halloween in the Avatar world. Because you know, in um a lot of like current mythologies, it's that they wore masks so that they could scare off bad demons and spirits. But if they're wearing masks so they don't get their face stolen by Ko the Zuko, face Zuko confront as the blue spirit. Come on. <laughs> <Let's go. laughs> 
Wait, that could be so. Please bring Ko back somehow. And it would be so fucking scary in live action. Like, this in is a live centipede action? with a man face that's terrifying. With, with changing faces. <laughs> in live action? Oh my god. That's the thing. I'm saying, I think there is absolutely necessary. <laughs> that's how the one white actor gets in. <laughs> it's Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> How she voiced the, the the snake in that? I can see like Ko's voice. <laughs> okay, so we have Hugh Jackman, Scarlett Johansson, John Tupac. Can Mark Hamill come back as like the random spirit in the forest? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I find it no, really interesting. No, that- can, yeah, can he be the monkey spirit? Yeah. <laughs> He voiced he voiced the monkey spirit in that episode, so I think it would be great to just have him there again and just be like, "Don't talk to me." Go away! <laughs> oh my god! Hey, Iconic. Unimportant. <laughs> the dream casting. We're clearly the most equipped. The um, dream casting, and we haven't touched the main character. <laughs> There's no, like, there's, I don't know what the fuck that's I want them to bring like. in fresh faces. I don't want to just be all, yeah. like, Hollywood, whoever. Like, I want them to go find young talent. Some of the adults could be, though. Um, yeah, yeah. The actors in the industry. I really wonder who they're going to be. Imagine if Dante was Ozai. Who's going to be? He's too uh, young. He's too young. But he's too imagine? young to be. Well, no, he's the right age to be Ozai. It's just, Wait, who? I don't, I don't, I wouldn't imagine Dante to be, like, as intimidating. Like, I can't see He hasn't done screen acting in so long. I I wouldn't know. I don't think so. And and he just sounds like Zuko. It would be Yeah. <laughs> I can't I can't be like, <laughs> like Zuko, you disappointed me and you'd be like, oh my but god. But you're Zuko. But yeah, it would be Zuko's voice because yeah, talking to himself. Zuko-ception. I wouldn't be able to take it seriously. That'd be such laugh. a strange completion of the cycle of like <laughs> doing the Ozai scene with Mark Hamill, who's also Luke Skywalker, but then like you were Zuko and now you're Ozai, and then there's a new Zuko. Yes. <laughs> That's a yeah. weird cycle. Is that the new yeah. Avatar cycle? <laughs> Going from protagonist to abusive dad. <laughs> you become your father, the cycle continues. <laughs> I need I need to look more into other actors before I start thinking about who could be the adults. Casting. Yeah, who yeah, who could be Iro? Who Iroh. knows? Who knows? Hama. Also, I really want them to redo Hama's story. Like mm-hmm. honestly, like a complete yeah. re-envisioning where they don't vilify her the way they do. Because I don't think that's an appropriate way to be treating a prisoner of war who's She's also the only yeah, she's like one of the only elder female characters in the show and like a lot of the old men are like oh they're fine or they get redemption in some yeah they either get redeemed or are part of the grand secret society of knowledge and culture yeah so and they're all like fine but yeah show me some women in the white lotus yeah the only old women we see are hama and (laughs) grand grand and the bender hama kana and um whatchamafuckit aunt Wu. that's it yeah and they're like essentially mocking aunt Wu the entire episode yeah. We don't see okay. Kana after episode two. And oh, Wu should be a Kana. member of the White Lotus. 
I'm saying. Yeah, that's like a common headcanon. I don't know if it's throughout the fandom, but it's definitely around in Zutara circles. Um, <laughs> like Aunt Wu is part of the White Lotus. And I think that'd be a much more interaction between the two of an interesting interaction where they say like white lotus codes instead oh. of flirt with each other although i like i said yesterday i do like the so the line iro says like at my age there's only one big surprise left and i prefer it remain a mystery yeah. that's so good no that's what so and what great. if it's code when she's like she's like would you like to have your fortune read but it's really like white lotus meeting and he's like i can't right now sorry <laughs> it could be, be busy. Into that. like she's just like has a white lotus tile in her hands that's all you have to do Oh my god. It also, could be an Easter egg and then they, they touch back on it later. <laughs> this isn't particular to like this wouldn't be relevant to the Avatar series. But like I wanna understand why the Red Lotus had to come to be. Because the White Lotus completely strayed from its initial purpose. And like the Red Lotus is yeah. completely villainized the entire time. But it's not bad for people to wanna like have a secret society that isn't the Avatar Defense Squad, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Like it's not a secret anymore, and it's also completely dedicated to this one person. That that's not what I signed up for. <laughs> I think the Red Lotus is valid. Um. Anyway, yeah. Like Hama, like she, she's one. I don't understand why she would be taking out this kind of rage on random Fire Nation citizens. Also, I don't understand why as many citizens are alive in the cave as there are. I guess just because it's a cartoon. But like people die of dehydration after a week. Yeah. How long have they been in there? Like <laughs> she brings them food. She doesn't have the hard tag. Like the last them. person no, she's put in there has been gone for a month. Them. She's like, I'm gonna pick up that that food right there. Pick up that water bottle. Bring it with you. <laughs> like Get I don't. Like a night bag. I don't understand why she's capturing them and just like capturing them to hold them yeah, captive. Yeah, for what? Like, yeah, there was no like. Similarly, further I don't know there. why the Fire Nation was keeping the waterbenders. Like certainly they must have been using them for something, if not just offing them. I maybe I think too hard about <laughs> stuff, but like captives are expensive and if you're not using them for something what is the point of keeping them captive yeah well so that they don't go help and fight against you i guess well i guess you could just kill them <laughs> get exactly. rid of them but they didn't and i'm i'm like was that just because it was nickelodeon or because they actually had some use for it and yeah. does that implicate the fire nation and slavery <laughs> like yeah. what were the earthbenders doing on the boat they were like laboring, presumably. But like, for, but they're just, but they're just laboring to keep their own ship going. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't tell if it was just like a general metal rig. So like, this is where they were making like repair pieces or something for other Fire Nation yeah, operation that would, stuff. They should expand that. Like, <laughs> yeah. But like, the Fire Nation was definitely like perhaps not a proper slave trade, but people were enslaved. Yeah. That's something that could be explored going darker. Yeah. yeah, there's a way to go darker with this story without, like, egregious violence and sex. I don't want to watch Teenagers Bang. I yeah. get enough of that. I would go watch Euphoria. There's no place in the show for it. No, there's it's not. It's not the type of the show. It's not, no. Like, why would you make me that. watch these teenagers have sex when there's a war going on? Because, <laughs> like, in shows where there seems to be no actual central conflict, like, sure, go off, I guess. But... Like, when there are bigger things to attend to, I don't care. Yeah. But yeah, like, please no, God no, do anything but that type things for the live action. As we've said, don't sexualize anybody. <laughs> There's no need. It does not serve. It is not constructive. Do not Tasco. Do not collect $200. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. I don't when want I them to of... turn them into like greater caricatures of their previous cartoon self. Like mm. I want them to like the Ember Island players. Oh. <laughs> caricatures. Don't, don't. I, like Ember Island players is so interesting because it exposes it exposes like what the Fire Nation does and does not value in a very interesting mm. way. Like it's so great. Um Yeah. What was it? Yeah, like, don't make May extra boring. Don't make Tylee, like, bubbly to the point of being annoying. Don't make Katara yeah. whiny. Like, I feel like there's a lot of ways in which people can fall back on the base observation of a character that it doesn't do the breadth and nuance and complexity of that the person that Which is, is exactly why they really need to bring in writers and actors and, and just people who care, really did like the original series and, re and really paid attention and watched it and, like, have something to say that they want to help make it better yeah i think also like they sh another reason you shouldn't like just make them caricatures is because that stuff doesn't translate as well into film like this like like it works caricatures work better in cartoon or in like certain genres of theater caricature works or parody film could be a thing but if you're trying to make it like like a fantasy film series that like people care about the characters making somebody super extra bubbly is not going to translate as well because people won't buy it, won't believe it. And then one, you know, Tylee is so interesting. More time for Tylee. That's More me. time for Tylee. Tylee writes. That's yes. That's my girl. Love her. Tylee is so great. Like seeing her, what the fuck was it? Like getting more insight. And to she's like a non-bender character who really is. can take someone down. Like from the inside out. Shout and out to the drill. Up. Apparently, a lot of people hate the drill episode because they feel like it's boring. I love which one. I, I, I don't love that episode, but I love. I, I you said the drill episode, and I thought of her going poof. <laughs> She's so cute. <laughs> She's adorable and very important. And I love that, like she grew up in the Fire Nation. Once you know, everyone kind of associates with this, like, oh, the Fire Nation is bad. Well, not everyone, but like that's you know the premise is that Fire, Fire Nation is full of big bad evil people. Yeah, and she's yeah. just like, yo, you know what? I joined the circus. I like to jump around. I'm <laughs> Tylee is fun. literally here I to party. I wanted to get away from this toxic environment and go do something that made me happy. Yeah, and she's, and good she's at it too. She's but it wasn't happy even for bubbly. like the toxic environment of like imperialism or the broader political scope. It was just I'm not allowed to be my own person, and I would like to find a place to do that. Yeah, and she has a, she talks a lot about like spirituality and stuff, which is not something that like the rest of the Fire Nation talks about much. So like, how did she get into this? How did she learn chi blocking? How did she? Because as I'm sitting here, I'm out? like, you know, Tylee probably became this bubbly and exciting because she just wanted to stand out and be important. But because that's what each of her sisters are also doing, it didn't work. Mm -hmm. So then she brings that into the outside world where suddenly she is the pinkest thing in sight. You know? <laughs> it's, uh, Tylee is important. More Tylee. Additionally, more, Tylee. more May. More May. May is yeah. her own person. More, more of a lot of characters yeah. we don't get to see a lot of. Like, welcoming the story to be the type and of ensemble story it is and thus not falling back on, like, the finale being so much about Aang and his quest mm -hmm. like yes Aang and his quest are the central conflict of the story but i don't think it should be like the only thing driving it as we're closing you know like everybody has their own okay. reasons to be there i don't know like i just i can't enjoy the finale anymore because i dislike so much of what leads up to it which i'll get into in the yang episode um but yeah Aang deserves better honestly 
like the fun and affable and empathetic and loving kid that we meet in book one i don't understand how he turns into the dude that we see in book three i don't feel like that progression makes a lot of sense and that the sharp disjointing that i see is between the end of book two and the top of book three yeah loving Aang as, hours as far as Aang and with casting mm. i think one of the the faults of the movie is they tried too hard to get somebody who could do martial arts instead of getting an actor mm -hmm. um so get a child yeah. actor and you can get a stunt double for the martial arts stuff and you can teach him some stuff for like the closer up shots or whatever but i feel like you don't need to place as much focus on getting a kid who can do all that stuff you should focus on making sure the actors can act the part because we don't love ang for his martial arts we love ang for ang also like i don't know how important it necessarily is for the movements to be like very like specific movements but you know if i was watching it he just did whoosh and air flew out like i would just be like cool the air bended like no one knows what that needs to look like yeah that was also and if they do want to take inspiration from certain in the, uh... art forms that's understandable and if they want to show you know respect to other like martial arts forms they can do that but like also you know they could teach a couple basic movements or like tai yeah. chi like the flow of it they can talk about that but it doesn't need to be like so that's the like, big problem with like, the no live action that already exists right now is that they do a yeah. lot of waving and nothing happens. Like there's yeah. like if, even when you watch actual martial arts, it's not a lot of complex movements. It's quite simple. It's just a matter of like body mobility. That's why I'm like I feel like you can find actors who are capable and like have the range of motion and can pick up on like choreography sequences. Like really, you yeah. could probably get a dancer to do that. Like you don't necessarily need a martial artist and again you can get a stunt double where need be yeah for the big fight scenes and stuff like you don't need this guy did all that stuff <laughs> and he didn't need to sorry sorry dude yeah like why do you look Not so concerned fault. the whole time because he doesn't know how to express anything else <laughs> oh my god but speaking of cat actors and stuff this is like on a unrelated note but kind of related I just imagine that like at comic cons and stuff the actor that they get for Aang and the actor that they get for Percy for the live action Percy on Disney they meet up and they become friends what if they're friends oh, <laughs> that would be so cute I that's my that's my dream <laughs> how is the Percy live action going um they they're, they're further they're behind I would script. say they're really not anywhere no, yeah. yeah they wrote like the I think the um, the the script for the first episode got approved but the show is not officially greenlit yet because they have to do um pilot not not pilot they have the pilot approved but they have to essentially propose a plan for disney be like here's what we need budget wise um other things like here's the requirements for things and then disney can be like okay approve or change things a little bit and then we'll approve but yeah i run an update account for also, it so i know i know it's happening <laughs> The way that Disney has so much money that they could just be like, we need this much. And they're like, okay, whatever. Boom, done. Yeah, but Disney Disney is in the business of making more money. not of Yeah, nobody money. likes giving out money. Yeah, so um, they're prob they probably want to see how well the first season does. Like, I, th I, see th I see them giving it a big budget, but a lot of things are like, it's going to be the same budget as WandaVision and as Star Wars. And I'm like, I don't buy that because... <laughs> Like, they don't know how well it will do. Like, Star Wars and the MCU are 
well-established, super successful Huge. properties. And they have these big budgets because they already have a history of making a lot of money, which like Percy Jackson live action and, does and, and not. <laughs> like WandaVision. Yeah. And like the good thing with Percy Jackson season one is that Percy doesn't have all his, well, this is a side note. He doesn't have all this like, huge power until later. So like they don't need to animate yeah. crazy shit. Yeah. But as far as the live action is going, it's going pretty well, apparently. Like everybody loved the, loved the script who read it, like from the executives and stuff. And people seem to be really excited. And he Rick says that um, the enthusiasm that fans are showing online has been really helpful for telling Disney how things are going. So right now things are looking good. We'll nice. see when things happen. But yes, that's my hope. I hope friendships between these two series. Does that mean these like narrative decisions with Avatar have like legitimately been set? Um, not necessarily because like they were just rumors. They were not anything like this confirmed. is true. It's been like only real quiet. Yeah, the only confirmed things which like Avatar news like was just talked about today is the showrunner, the location, and the filming date. Those things are confirmed. So That's for it sure. is going to be in Vancouver. If it's August cold, 16th. it's going to be in Vancouver. I think they Vancouver. took a big hit when the original writers were like, we're out. And they're like, wait, what? Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, a lot of, well, like, I feel like Bryke leaving has been like the big, like, we're all going to hate watch it type energy. Yeah, that's that's what the internet has been like. But I don't know how it is at Netflix behind the scenes. Like, were they like, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Especially because yeah. they didn't announce it. They're like, like, you enter, you write, left. do it yeah yeah um yeah so that's that's that we'll see we can do an episode on the casting when that comes out <laughs> because that's probably gonna happen the next yes. few months yeah oh the world it's been and so as it does come out do you think netflix is gonna drop it boom like all the first season boom or do like probably that's that's what netflix does netflix yeah. does season at a time disney disney does really tries week. to make you wait a week which is rude yeah, I think it, it 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 works to get people talking about it, it for a longer period of time because like like Wandavision was like a trending topic on Twitter like on a weekly for weeks. Basis. Yeah, so whereas like Netflix it drops a whole season and like a lot of talk around the first week that it comes out and then maybe it dies down unless it's super successful like incredibly where I mean that's the potential Avatar has. Yeah, but it depends on how they do it. This is true. <laughs> Yeah. I don't mind waiting like a week per per episode, especially if they're like an hour. Like, it's I don't know. It's gonna be kind of like to look forward to. Yeah, I don't mind. But Netflix does capitalize on that binge culture. Yeah, whereas I think I think WandaVision could have been a show that like was all at one time because it's like thirty minute episodes or like less, and like the first few episodes, it takes a, lo a lot to get into it. So I feel like WandaVision should have mm -hmm. been a show where it was just dropped at one time. But like The Mandalorian is something that I can see as like a weekly thing as opposed to a binge show. Mm -hmm. Wow. I was talking about streaming services, <laughs> binging culture. <laughs> I don't know. I want this to be good because Me there's too. so much that could be gained from it being No, bad. I just want it to be bad. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, I there are plenty of people who want to be it to be bad. Yeah, I have a lot of hope. I'm trying to be hopeful. A lot of, I've seen a lot of people, like, a lot of people are not hopeful. I feel like I'm on the more hopeful side of things than other people. And I'm trying to be optimistic about it because I don't want to judge until it's I'm there, trying not to I make any, scared. like, judgments until we That's get more That's the thing, like, you're just sitting here in trepidation. <laughs> yeah. Like, we don't know anything about casting. We don't know anything about the plot. We don't know anything about anything. 
except yeah. it's gonna be in vancouver so probably for the water tribe stuff like yeah, yeah. if it's so cold me. they're probably gonna shoot in vancouver that's like a pretty good rule of hollywood it's also like vancouver is like a good filming location period for tv shows so and yeah. movies they, like yeah it's where a lot of things are being filmed or why something. though they can get because it's cheaper than a lot of places in the United States. Canada. <laughs> yeah. That's often a lot of reasons why things film in other countries. Yeah. Because they can get it cheaper. Like Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. And all the drama surrounding the... that. What goes on? I just on? thought that like, New oh, I just was beautiful. <laughs> I just watched a whole video about how like um, The Hobbit like ruined the New Zealand like acting um, industry and everything because there was like some like the the union there was trying to push for like stronger rights and everything and they tried to use the hobbit for that but then um the hobbit was like okay so we'll just leave and then the government instead just like pushed something else instead of helping the union it was just like uh, some law i forget the specifics but essentially yeah the business the industry there is kind of effed up because okay. for like individual creators but like now other it's something to attract other companies to come to New Zealand to film there which is good on like every now and then you can get to be an extra in something but there's no yeah. own culture there for the film industry yikes yeah tv's weird and i'd like to know what's going on but there's so much happening all the time i'll keep you updated where i can thanks dad i'm keeping, <laughs> I'm keeping my ear on the ground oh yeah. that do we have any like more and more remarks on the TBD avatar. I feel like we're all hoping it's good because nobody wants to experience Shyamalan Part Two Electric Boogaloo. Nobody wants that. But I'm putting good energy into the universe. Hopes. I'm vibes. trying to put good energy into the universe, but whenever I think deeply about it, there's like a hole of fear in my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> Ren, you have any thoughts? I mean, we've really covered it all. I, I'm trying to stay hopeful because my big fear is that I'm going to keep looking at all these like negative things and thinking about them. So that when I actually mm. watch it, even if it's perfectly fine, my brain will only focus on what isn't quite up to my expectations or what I would have liked to see. Mm -hmm. So I'm scared that, I'm, I also think that's just going to happen in general. Like yeah. no matter how it turns out, people are going to find a reason to hate it because it's not the internet. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. yeah. That's comparing that's... it all the comparison. Uh, and yeah. again, like with this so being heavily. like a phenomenal opportunity for a bunch of POC artists, it deserves better than that. Exactly. That's the other thing. Like if, if it is, if we do get like a bunch of POC actors and artists onto it, but like people are still like, it's going to be terrible, blah, blah, blah. And they just hate it out the bat without giving it a chance. Then I'm worried that if it is, good or okay or whatever but then it just fails because it's not the original but like that's just telling hollywood we don't want people of color yeah, to be having exactly. to have some focus yeah. so that's that's another reason why i really want it to be good and i want i want to be hopeful i don't want to have negative impact negative thoughts about like because i'll just ruin how i see it if you go in with low expectations thinking oh it's gonna be bad then you're gonna pick out everything that might not even be a big deal just to be like, it's bad. Blah. I think it that it's important that Mulan, the live action Mulan just came out and people were upset about like how it was so in the background, it was so white. Yeah. 
And I think that like the, the noise and like the fact that people made it clear that like that's not what we want as an audience and that's not what we support. I'm hoping that that message will make it to Netflix and they'll, you know, recognize that, oh, maybe if it, you know, we should not put all white people in the background. We should put people who deserve to be there, you know, for yeah. various reasons. Anyways, Hugh Jackman, Zhao. Good night. <laughs> no. I'm I don't actually mean it. I just think it'd be very funny. He's so funny. Oh my god. And the Ember Island players. <laughs> also, The Rock is the boulder. Because they tried yes. to have the voice the yeah, boulder in the first place. Yes, He's got to do it this time. The boulder. That's why it's called the boulder because it's the rock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So funny. And uh, people were saying they could get the live action movie cast to be the Ember Island player Casper <laughs> which is just so funny. They should. Uh, <laughs> it wouldn't have to change anything. Avatar. It has to My honor. <laughs> Nice Dunkle costume, but your scar is on the wrong side. <laughs> I just know I'll miss Dante's voice. His sweet, sweet Cabbage voice. man. Cabbage man. man. Cabbage, Cabbage man. man. As he should. Oh, boy. Man, I, will, I, will, I, will, I, will, be good. I will email Netflix and be like, I want more Ken to make content. No, got, just like, Dante episode. Bosco, Cabbage Man. If we tweet it every day, it should catch on. We'll all tweet it. They'll be like, why does this have so why does this topic have so many tweets? We will just independently awesome. make it trend. <laughs> and it's no there's no content to it. It's just Dante Bosco Cabbage Man. Yeah. Tweeting right I made now. a tweet today and no, I was like, what if I made a tweet and I was like, what if Dante Bosco has cabbage man? Yeah. Everyone like it? Make it a trending tweet. <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna. Okay, I'll stop the recording. I wanna see it in those promoted tweets. Let's go, come on. <laughs> and that is the end of our show. I really appreciate you listening and I hope you enjoyed it. Remember to take what resonates and leave what doesn't. Next time, we'll discuss the more tragic characters who unfortunately did not live to see the end of the Hundred Year War Yue and Jet. I hope to see you there. <laughs>